Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. We're kicking off tonight with the latest intriguing and thought-provoking snapshot of marriage and relationships in Australia. And as with so many things today, big changes are underway. Overall, we're waiting longer to marry. Women are waiting longer to have babies. And there's been a huge increase in the number of de facto relationships. As it's been put, the try-before-you-buy option of marriage. It's the Bureau of Statistics Social Trends Survey of Australia. Raised some big issues, big questions, and I'd love you to join us for an open house conversation, one three hundred forty twenty twenty, or join our open house community Facebook conversation that's already been underway about this. Why do you think people are waiting longer and longer to marry, to have babies? Is it economic? Career pursuits, education, are the blokes a bit more hesitant Are the women hesitant? Is it a good thing that people are waiting longer to marry and trying before they buy? There are certainly good reasons to take time, to take care before these big decisions. But this conversation also dovetails into our chat later tonight with Rebecca St. James, who's been very prominent in the cause of waiting while you're dating, keeping sex just for marriage. Is that just an outdated way of thinking in this day and age? Or is it a critical element of marriage that will keep marriages together? Lots to talk about. Give us a call, 1300 40 2020, or post on our Open House Community Facebook page. While you do, let's touch base with Relationships Australia to get their take on some of these findings. Lynn Fletcher, Director of Operations, joins us now. Lynn, welcome to Open House. Hi, Lee. Great to have you with us, Lynn. Thank you. you. Take us through some of these findings. What did this snapshot find? Okay, look, the reality is that as much as we would like to think that getting married, having children occurs in that order, it, uh, the reality is people are voting with their feet. The proportion of couples who are cohabiting in the, say, in the early adult age life has doubled in the last decade. There are uh, 80% of couples who are marrying have been living together before marriage. So there's some indications that regardless of what we would like, this is what's happening. Why do you think there's been such a change for that rate to double over these last 20 years? Look, I think there's a number of factors in that. Um, Economics is certainly one of them. A lot of people consider that it's cheaper to live together than to have you know, an individual household on. Um, The alternative for a lot of young adults these days um, is living at home still with mum and dad. Um, That works for some families and some doesn't for some. Um, And so, yeah, there's a a few economic factors in that. And also it's become far more acceptable for a a couple to live together prior to marriage. It's not frowned on (laughs) as much as it used to be. Yes, so I was going to ask what's changed over these last 20 years because... There were still economic pressures, career pursuits, education back then. I think economic factors are still there. Uh, I certainly know a lot of young people that I talk to uh, couldn't afford to be flatting on their own and so therefore choose to share 
their domestic arrangements with somebody else, whether that's in a sexual relationship or not. Um, but often when people are living in that sort of situation, a sexual relationship may um, exist or become part of it. Um, and I also think that uh, far more parents, grandparents and so forth are less likely to frown on that these days than, you know, they see that as part of growing up or part of becoming an adult. Any reason that you can see why they frown less on that today as opposed to, say, 20 years ago? Well, I look at the age of the parents and think, well, they were brought up in the 60s and 70s, which were the age of greater sexual promiscuity and therefore were not brought up in an era where sex was primarily kept for marriage even then. So you say it's a good sign that people are taking time to decide... Absolutely. Look, um, your commentary at the beginning is something that Relationships Australia and I would want to um, reinforce, that it is good that people are taking time to really carefully consider the, the commitments they're making in marriage the meaning of that to them and so forth before they, they jump into marriage and are, are, um, have a greater sense of themselves and what they want in life um, in order to commit to that relationship. What do we know about the success rates of de facto relationships, either as remaining de facto or those that ultimately marry? Uh, look, um, it's a bit hard to tell because we don't collect stats on that as, as, as much as we do when there is a legal contract of marriage. Um, we know that the marriage breakdown rate is still around about the 40 to 45%. In other words, that, that percentage of r r marriages will end in divorce. Um, and I think it's probably slightly higher for cohabiting couples, um, but it's harder to collect the statistics on that because there's not a legal requirement that the breakup of those relationships is measured in some way or, or, or noted in some way unless um, it involves children and, and therefore the courts around uh, children's matters. There are those in our society who still say, as Rebecca St James will say today, that sex should be kept for marriage and that cohabitation shouldn't be on for the benefit of marriage. What would you say to that from Relationships Australia? Look, um, obviously, um, you know, sex is a really, really important part of being a couple um, and the, the specialness, if you like, of that within a, a committed uh, you know, relationship is core to what marriage or, you know, or whatever else you like to call it is about. And we know that couples who manage that well, who uh, keep that intact and keep it special and, be, and remain monogamous are more likely to, uh, their relationships are more likely to last longer. There's no doubt about that. But whether it's within a marriage or a cohabitation situation, as I said, it's a bit hard to tell that from the statistics. I mean, 40% of couples who are living together still intend to marry or hope that it will end in a, a legal marriage. Um, as I said, the couples who are marrying, and marriage is still very popular. In fact, in 2010, more couples got married in Australia than in any other year. So marriage is very popular, and 80% um, of the people who are marrying have cohabited before marriage, which says that the voting is with the feet around that. As I said before, women are waiting longer to have babies. In fact, those women from 35 to 39 are, for the first time, outnumbering those between 20 and 24 in when they're having babies. 
Well, a lot of women are delaying motherhood until they've found Mr. Right, until they've found the person they want to be the, the father, until they've um, settled themselves into a, a situation where they know that it will be secure for to raise a child. And um, in the economic circumstances and the social circumstances that a lot of women find themselves in, it doesn't happen for them until they're into that age group these days. Are there questions of economics and career powerfully at work there as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, there's no doubt that career, and that often means tertiary education and so forth, is a, a, a girl's priority in her adult life rather than, you know, getting married and having, having children like it might have been 30 or 40 years ago. Lynn Fletcher, thanks very much indeed for joining us on Open House. You're welcome, Lee. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.